Hello, and welcome back to Houndcast. My name is Owen, and on this episode, Dylan Starr and I sat down with Jack Ferry, class of 1978, who is the recipient of the Hopper Humanitarian Award for 2024's Shining Lights Awards. During our conversation, we talked about his time at Moravian studying under Professor Jack Ramsey and performing with Moravian's Black Friars. He then told us about his professional career as an English teacher at Northampton High School, a snack food distributor, and then a member of United Rehabilitation Services in Hazleton, which was an organization for adults with intellectual disabilities. Check out the show notes below this episode for more information about the quickly approaching Shining Lights Awards. And with that, let's get into today's episode. My name is Jack Ferry. I graduated in 1978, and I was an English secondary ed major. Wonderful. That's me. (laughs) I'm English secondary ed. Hi. All right. (laughs) Good to meet you. I can't imagine how much the program has changed since you were here and now you are here. Yeah. I was reviewing all of the amazing things that you've done. And one thing that stood out to me is that you were in a theater group here. Was it Yeah, Blackfriars. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, was when I was here, it was Prosser Auditorium. Uh-huh. And that's where we did uh, did the shows. Mm-hmm. And I think they since built a, a theater in the round. Yep. Not I think. I know I because I've been there a couple of times, <laughs> theater in the round. Uh, didn't perform there, but mm-hmm. saw some shows there. But most of my performances were in Prosser. Nice. Oh, that's a beautiful space. Yeah. Well, it was a little different back then. Yeah. Um, lecture hall. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you went off stage on one side, you had to go out the building and walk around and come in on the other side. So sometimes when the in the wintertime when it was cold or snowy or rainy, it was a, a, a fun experience quickly running, you know, doing Shakespeare and tights and quickly running across to get back in for your, your next cue. Yeah, yeah. When you were here or just even after, are you more of a play person or a musical person? Uh, plays. Play. We did mostly Straight dramas. Play. There were a, a couple of musicals, but uh, not big. Dr. John Ramsey, Jack Ramsey, was a professor at the time, and he exposed us to a lot of things. I mean, there was, you know, Elizabethan dramas mm-hmm. as well as Chinese theater and, you know, and uh, Dark at the Top of the Stairs, American, uh, American dramas. Uh, yeah. And some comedies. So it was a really nice variety of experiences that we had and opportunities that we had to play different characters. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about variety, you've really just hopped around through your career. I was reading over everywhere you've been and it seems like you really impact everywhere that you go. Do you want to tell us about kind of your career trajectory? I think I'm I don't know, kind of like that feather in Forrest Gump where it just kind of (laughs) floats around. I, I never never really had a grand plan for my life. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was here, loved loved being at Moravian. All my requirements were taken care of mm-hmm. and I really didn't have to take any more classes, but you know, all they said, well, you know what, if you take this student teaching class, then you get a certificate, you know, you get, you get your teaching certificate. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And then that led me into teaching and I uh, taught high school English at Northampton High School. Mm-hmm. I was there for about 10 years and I had honors college prep and votech mm-hmm. uh, classes that I taught. And it was, it was really neat. I enjoyed that because I saw a variety of kids throughout the course of the day. So, you know, I had votech kids who were, you know, more, and I had seniors most of the time. So they were more geared towards the job that they were going out for and, mm-hmm. you know, auto mechanics or there were plumbers and things like that, that they were going out for. And then you had the college prep kids and the honors kids, you know, who are more geared toward, you know, I want to get this done right because 
you know, I want to go on to college. Uh, but it was fun. It was, it was all really interesting. I remember one time the principal called me. I said, why are you teaching Shakespeare to the, to the Votech kids? Oh yeah, that doesn't. And I said, well, first of all, we're doing Romeo and Juliet. And it's about, you know, 14 and 15 year old boy and girl whose parents don't want them to go out. I mean, how do they not relate to that? <laughs> you know, so, yeah, you know, honors kids, um, we're, we're talking about iambic pentameter and historical significance and things like that. But with the other guys, we're doing this, it's a story. So, you know, let's read and learn a story and have fun with the story. And maybe hopefully they'll continue to do that. Mm -hmm. So from then, from, from teaching, I had always wanted to be in business. Mm -hmm. And so an opportunity came up and I bought a snack food distributorship up in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. That was fun too. I enjoyed that too. Mm -hmm. I did that for about 10 years. It seems like 10 years. I can't really hold that's a job <laughs> past 10 years or so. But, uh, well, maybe that's the magic number then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I did that for about 10 years and, and grew the business and was very proud that I grew the business. It was like, wasn't something that I, I really felt passionate about. Mm -hmm. One day I was at one of my accounts and it was called United Rehabilitation Services up in Hazleton. And it was for adults with intellectual disabilities. That was one of my accounts. And so I was delivering there and Kathy Gallagher, who was the, uh, the director, she said, you know, I was going to ask you to serve on our board and I know you have another job, but our business person just left and we're looking to hire someone else. Would you be interested in that? Mm -hmm. And without hesitation, I said, yes, I would. She said, with your education background and your business background, it's like a perfect fit because mm -hmm. what I would be doing is working with, with the clients and training them and preparing them to secure and then maintain competitive employment in the community. Mm -hmm. Or if not, if they weren't able to go out competitively in the community uh, for work that we had there uh, at the center, mm -hmm. a lot of assembly and repackaging and uh, we did catering and stuff like that. So. I thought, I want to do this. And a personal thing was that I had a son. He was a baby, an infant at the time, but he has Down syndrome. And I thought, you know, if I can make this a better area mm -hmm. for my son too coming up, hey, yeah, that works out well. Yeah. And it did. I was up there for 15 years. Absolutely loved what I did. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we did so many different things with the clients. We did talking about theater and that stuff. We would do a two-hour variety show in the spring. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, maybe it was Broadway musicals or something like that. And then we would do a two-hour variety show at Christmas. Mm -hmm. And we did that in the community. And we would pack. We started out on Friday night and then it was, we had more calls for us. So then it was Friday and Saturday. Then it became Friday, Saturday and Sunday matinee. <laughs> so full, we had, yeah, and, and you know, what I'm most proud about with that is that it was a good show. They were all good shows. It wasn't like, well, that's a good show for those people. Mm -hmm. No, they were good shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it actually led us to, we auditioned for, and we performed at Disney. It was like an unconscious arrogance on our part that we went to Disney and we sang Disney songs. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> we thought, hey, that's what we do. Yeah. We didn't think anything of it. And they actually invited us back to perform uh, another time. Well, at a great. different date because they, they liked what we did. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it was great too, because the, the impact that you have is not just with the clients that you're working with, but the number of people who had children with disabilities that would come up. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't think there would be anything for my child when they grow up. And this gives me hope. And yeah, representation you know, matters. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, um, it was, it was very rewarding yeah. both for the, the clients that we were working with 
and also then for for other people in the community. And then our biggest performance ended up being in Denver. We were at the Denver Convention Center in front of 10,000 people. And uh, we sang there. We performed a show there. We did it for the clients. And then we also uh, did it because we were part of the Kiwanis Club Mm -hmm. and one of the branches of the Kiwanis Club was an action club. And that was for adults with disabilities to perform community service. They were the first international service organization to provide that opportunity. Previously, action had been a project of Kiwanis. So it was like, what are projects? Well, rose sale, pancake breakfast. Well, our clients are worth more than a pancake breakfast or something like that. So we wanted them to be a program because they had uh, what were they? Builders Club for elementary students. And then they had um, K-Kids and and other things for high school students and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. And they were all programs. But we were a project. So that was one of the reasons we went there, too, to perform, but also to say, hey, look at the talents and abilities that are up here. Mm-hmm. And so to perform and say, we want to be a program yes. and yeah. not a project anymore. And within a year, uh, we became a program. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, a lot of impact there. So Definitely. It, it was great. But, you know, the clients, they sell themselves. Yeah. 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 Just the best people in the world. So I know you were in the Kiwanis Club. Mm-hmm. And you were named the Distinguished Kauaian for eight years in a row. Yes. That seems like a huge success. Um, was there a project that you worked on? with the Kiwanis Club that you were really proud of? The one that stands out would be the Bulgarian Orphanage. We did a lot of different projects with Kiwanis and Mm -hmm. and helped a lot of different people in the community. But you know what, it was again, it was the clients that led me there. So we were at a a state function. Our action club was along with us. Mm -hmm. And one of the speakers there doing a presentation was a guy who had started the Bulgarian Orphanage Fund. And that was shortly after the fall of uh, the Russian Empire. And so all of those satellite countries Mm -hmm. didn't have the funding that they had. Russia wasn't sending, wasn't capable or able to send them the funding that they they once had. And Mm so uh, these orphanages sprung up all over the place. And so one of the Kiwanians had adopted a daughter from there. And he started this program Mm -hmm. through Kiwanis so that everybody across Kiwanis International would be able to get involved in it. And so anyway, uh, myself and a number of our clients uh, and Kathy, the director, we went to hear this presentation about this program. We're getting ready to leave. And I was talking to to Mark, Mark Spence, one of our clients. Mm -hmm. And what did you think about that? And he said, I think we should do that. We should adopt an orphanage. He said, do they have ones for people like us? I said, I don't know, but I will find out. Talk to the guy, Bob Bittinger was his name, and uh, asked him about it. And he said, yes, there actually was one orphanage. They were for younger kids, but they were kids with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And he said, we don't get a lot of interest in that one. I said, well, you do now. And we adopted that orphanage. And so uh, I had the, we supported it for a number of years, Mm -hmm. but I had the opportunity to, um, I guess it was two, almost three weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, one year, two years in a row, Mm -hmm. going there, traveling around the country and didn't do much sightseeing, did get to dip my feet in the, in the uh, Caspian Sea, but that was about it. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, it was just a lot of work going around the country. We we would make sure, you know, we bought the, uh, bought the supplies over there, you know, the uh, pharmaceuticals and things like that. The Mm -hmm. drugs were purchased from uh, local uh, 
stores or pharmacies up there. So helping their economy. Community, yeah. uh, but we just wanted to make sure that everything got where it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then of course, interacting with the people who were in those orphanages. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in fact, our clients, they raised a couple extra dollars and we had a party. Who doesn't love a party? Who doesn't love a party? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm in, in a, in a Bulgarian supermarket <laughs> shopping for party supplies, party for, <laughs> you know, for soda and chips and candy and things like that. And, you know, something that uh, I don't think the the kids in the orphanage got a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, it was an eye-opening experience. That's and awesome. again, because of the clients, I had that opportunity. So if you had some words of wisdom for freshly graduated 2024 grads, what would that be? I don't know. Being that feather. As I said, I I never had a grand plan in my life. My life has just worked. I've been very fortunate. My life has worked out, uh, worked out for me. And and I hope for the the people uh, whose lives I touched. But uh, we've been talking about passion the whole way. And Mm -hmm. and I think that's what it is. You know, you you find what you really like. It it doesn't have to be what your major was. Mm You know, it can be, it can be anything. And and if your major is math, it doesn't mean that you can't work in the disability field or it doesn't mean, you you know, you'll take your set of skills and, and you'll apply them in, in some different way. Mm-hmm. Be part of the human race, be, be present, be aware. I was in the JCs also. And the last line of the JC creed is service to humanity is the best work of life. Very much. We're here for each other, you know? We're only here for a short period of time. We need to take care of each other mm-hmm. and help each other. And we help each other. We end up helping ourselves in the mm-hmm. same the same time. Very much. Yeah. In terms of helping each other, um, I read on your bio that you really felt connected to Moravian just because the faculty were there to support you mm-hmm. academically, but also kind of just help foster you in life. Dr. Ramsey, who with the, with our shows, you know, he would, there was always a variety that he would expose you to. And it was, it was educational. It was just, you're not going to become an actor. You're not becoming an actor. You're learning these through acting, through performing. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, one show that he did, this was the Chinese drama. And I just had a really hard time with that character, getting my hands on that character. And, and after it was all over, he said, I knew you weren't right for that role but I also knew that it would help you grow. That's really interesting to hear too, because I, I did theater in high school. Obviously you want to cast the people who are right for the role in the role, but hearing you talk about how the goal of that program wasn't for the show, it was for learning about the literature. I I haven't really heard of that anywhere else. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think that was um, right for Moravian. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was them, that was Dr. Ramsey, you know, mm-hmm. great guy. At URS up in Hazleton, we were all about work. We felt work was really significant because mm-hmm. you're using your talents and your abilities, again, in a different way, but you're using talents and abilities and you're also earning earning some money. We had a lot of clients, their favorite days, two days, Friday and Monday. Friday, they got paid. Yep. And Monday, they got to come back to work with their friends. And a lot of them wouldn't know what those numbers on the check meant, but they knew that that piece of paper meant that they did something, mm-hmm. that they did something important. That they were like mom, dad, sister, brother, who were going out and coming home with the paycheck and stuff like that. Virginia, you know, we we did besides the work that we were doing, you know, we had a lot of fun and did activities. And so 
she came down the hall one day and she had, she, she said, look what I made. We had an artist once a week, once a month that would come in and were either uh, bracelets or jewelry, uh, necklaces or brooches or something like that she'd make with the clients. And she said, look what I made. And she, I said, Virginia, that's beautiful. You did a great job. The next week on Friday, when she was walking down the hall, she had her check. She said, I work today. You could tell that she knew the difference between an enrichment activity and work. Yeah. That it meant something. It yeah. was something deeper in there. And they, you know, they know that, you know, our job as staff is to enable them to do, to be able to do these jobs. Uh, an example, one job was repackaging uh, plastic laboratory and scientific equipment. And one of the things that we did a lot of were, were clamps, plastic clamps. If you've ever seen uh, an IV in, uh, in a hospital, you know, those little clamps that mm -hmm. turn, turn off or on the, uh, or allow the liquid to go through. So we were doing that and we'd get them like 5,000 in a box and we would have to repackage them for individual sale. You would have to count out either three, six, or 12, depending on the size of the clamp. So you get three, six, or 12 of those, and then you would put it in a bag. Now, all of our clients could take those clamps and put them in a bag. Not all of our clients could count to three or six or 12. So it was like, oh, what are we gonna do? You know, and sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's a little harder. Fortunately, this was an easy one. We cut off the top of a cardboard box and we had either three, six, or 12 squares on those cardboard lids. And so they knew that when they were squares were filled up, then they put it in a bag. Yeah. And so that's what our job was, to enable them to work, to use their talents and their abilities. Yeah. As I said, sometimes it's easy. That was an easy one. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a little harder and takes, you know, takes a lot longer, but that's okay. That's, that's why we're there. It's just nice hearing about all the work you did with people with disabilities, especially back then, because I feel like stuff like that wasn't as it was around. There, there were so many different programs for people with disabilities back in like the 90s and the 2000s, mm -hmm. but you didn't really hear about it that much. Uh, I feel like a lot of things like that didn't really become popular until late 2000s, 2010s, like when when I was little. It's nice to hear that you were giving people with disabilities a space for them to, you know, aggregate and to work for themselves because a lot of neurotypical people or able-bodied people consider disabled people by their disabilities and not by the things that they have the potential to do. Mm -hmm. Our job, again, is, is teaching them and helping them develop their skills to the utmost, to as far as they can. And so getting them out in the community is extremely important Yeah, um, with the shows and, and exposing them. When people with disabilities are tiny, they're cute. Everybody loves little babies and stuff like that. When our guys get older, now they're still gorgeous, they're still handsome, but people tend to stand back a little bit because yeah. it's like, geez, I don't know, can I go up to them? Or, uh, you know, it, it, was, is something gonna happen? Is something gonna set them off or whatever? And, you know, I don't think people are mean, I think it's just that they don't know. Mm -hmm. And so what we've always tried to accomplish with our clients is, is taking them out into the community to get them out in the community so that they can enjoy where they live also, but also education, not just for them, but for also people in the community. So teach them that, hey, our clients are just like everybody else. They wanna go out, they wanna have a good time and enjoy themselves. Yeah, come on up, sit down here, talk to them. And so, that it was significant that we got them out and people, again, they saw the abilities of people with disabilities. And 
that was probably the most important part of, of what we were doing, that we were getting them out into the community and they were doing things and that they were active and involved. Thank you so much to Jack for coming on to the show and thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We have plenty more in store for you this season, so join us back here on March 15th for our next episode.